What's up, what's up, everybody? It's Danny Green here. We're back with more Inside the Green Room. I really wish we didn't have to do this episode at this point, but here we are. In this episode, we will discuss season coming to an end, chat around Ben Simmons, and my free agency. Let's get into it. Stick around, you're gonna to wanna to hear what Danny Green prioritizes in his free agency. But before we do that, Danny, I guess we are gonna talk about free agency because this time around, you're not podcasting anymore after a playoff series win. What are you gonna do with all your free time? It's funny you ask, man, because you know when things end abruptly, you have no plans. A lot of people will cancel or move things till end of July, which we thought we were gonna make it to. So today, everybody's like, what the hell do we do? Even last night, George is like, I can't, George Hill, he's like, I canceled everything. I have nothing to do. Um, so for me, it's strange. It is weird to have this free time, but for me, I, I do have a lot of things going on. Even though the season ended up, I'm, I'm gonna take some vacation time, obviously continue to rehab, take care of my body, but I'm finishing building my house uh, in California. I'm also wedding planning, uh, a big thing, and also helping other friends that were getting married, having kids and growing up. Uh, I'm trying to attend their weddings and their bachelor parties and you know so on and so forth. So I have a full schedule ahead of me in the summer. There's not many off seasons we have, but I'm gonna enjoy this as much as I can, but also get a lot of things done adulting, uh, as you used to say. Speaking of which, since we have a lot of downtime, we're not covering the finals anymore. I know you're used to covering it the past seven years, the past two, two years with me. Uh, what do you think happened and why we're home early as we are? Well, I'm not the coach, uh, but I, I do think it is disappointing, Danny. I think when we had Daryl Morey on the show, he talked about, I mean, there's a multitude of things that happened. And obviously we will talk about Ben Simmons. We'll save that for the next segment. Uh, but when we did have Daryl Morey on the show, he discussed the trade for George Hill. And while George wasn't great, I don't think he was during the playoffs. I think having that lineup, that two-way lineup where you, maybe you, George, Tobias, Joel, Ben, where there's great defenders with no weaknesses offensively, they can space the floor. I think it's just a shame that that lineup never hit the floor. And I think obviously with you not out there, the rotation shifted. Um, and there's a lot, and listen, man, I, I don't want to be Doc Rivers. There's a lot of guards on the roster. So Shake Milton deserves some minutes. And then if he's out of rhythm or just not playing well, then he's not in the rotation. Then Maxi plays well. And it's almost like, and I think uh, Doc Rivers actually referred to this in his exit meeting today, the exit interview today. Uh, there's just a lot of guards there. And you guys are very small in the sense that you have a lot of guards to play. And when you have a lot of guards to play, it almost is like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like the crime of having too much. If that makes any, I'm sure that probably makes sense to you. So, I mean, there's makes a lot purposes. of things that we could discuss, but I think I couldn't even tell you what went wrong because that's not my job. But I would say my one regret is not seeing that lineup that, Daryl Morey tells, told us was the reason he traded George Hill for the two-way lineup so Doc Rivers wouldn't have to keep on doing offense, defense, subs. Um, that was disappointing to never see that for sure. I agree, man. I think, like you said, there's too many tools in the toolbox and we had a plethora of wings that can do a lot of different things. Unfortunately, I was out, I was hurt. And so we couldn't see that lineup. It would have been fun to play with. Uh, but he said, when I'm out the lineup and things shake up, it changes the whole chemistry of rotations so some guys are going to play minutes that they're not expected to some guys have a limited minutes to show what they can do um and then when you're down three two or you're down a game the uh, superstars and stars are going to play more minutes so it's less minutes for those guys less room for error um, which makes it tough so i think guys were in positions where they weren't able to succeed um as well as they could or even show improve that they were able to you know be a factor in the playoffs or in the series for us 
um, which is tough. But Doc knows that these decisions had to be made. These are tough decisions as a co coach. It's hard for me. I would never be able to say that. So I wouldn't want to coach. So Doc has a hard job with tough decisions to make. Um, but yeah, man, the rotation was was very different. And it's hard to see. Said with me being out, it's hard to see those different lineups, the ones that you regret not being able to see, uh, which was a shame. But said he has a lot on his plate. And, you know, hopefully things get back in order next year. They can grow and learn from it as a young group. And hopefully you can lead them in the right direction. Yeah, and I, and, and I say that, and I don't necessarily want to point out, you know, Doc's rotations, because sometimes you still have to execute despite the rotations. But I just look sure. at how you performed last year. And I know sometimes it was hard to get a rhythm because you didn't know if you were going to finish the game, what minute you were going, what minutes you were going to play. It's very hard for the role players to be efficient when they're not guaranteed minutes. And then at the same time, too, there's that idea of what Joel Embiid was going through with his knee, not getting the foul calls that Trey Young gets a lot easier on the perimeter, which I know is probably a source of frustration for you guys. Um, and then obviously there's the Ben Simmons issue. Uh, before we talk about Ben Simmons, let's before we end, end this segment, uh, what did you see from Joel and Bede uh, throughout the course of this playoffs? And what's been your discussions with him since the season's ended? Well, Joel fought like a warrior, man, through an injury and has been totally dominant all year for us. And even in his playoffs, um, the only thing that I could say was that you could tell he got fatigued. He was a little tired and I'm sure that's on his mind. But he's had a heavy load to carry. He's had to carry too much, especially with certain injuries, certain people out, and certain people not performing the way we expected them to. He's had to carry the load even more. Um, so it was even harder for him. Um, but I know he's a competitor. He said he gave it his all. You know, he wrote on Instagram, loves the city, loves the fans. He did what he could, and he did. I truly believe that. Um, but I know he's going to come back stronger uh, physically, mentally, and even more shape to where he can play 48 and not get fatigued because they might need him like that next year. But um, I was just... Said it was just frustrating and disappointing. I wasn't able to help help him and take some of the load off him, but he, he had a lot going on. But said him and Tobias, uh, Tobias has been carrying that load too. Um, you can tell they were exhausted uh, by game four or five when it came down to the fourth quarter. You could tell their body was just weighing on him. So, um, but yeah, he's been amazing. Tobias has been amazing. All our guys played well throughout the whole, the whole year. Uh, there's a playoff. Some guys said couldn't get a rhythm, find themselves, and kind of got in their own heads a little bit. Yeah, and, and as you're referencing uh, guys who are getting in their head a little bit. I think it's no surprise uh, that Ben Simmons was fighting uh, some mental demons, particularly at the free throw line. When we come back, we're inside the green room with Danny Green. We have to talk about it. Back with more inside the green room. That's Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. Uh, this second round loss to the Atlanta Hawks is a devastating one uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers team and obviously the city of Philadelphia. Uh, speaking of the city of brotherly love, it's not too much love for Ben Simmons uh, after what his performance looked like throughout the entirety of this playoffs, but particularly this series against the Atlanta Hawks. I know, Danny, you were with him. Before we talk about the reaction that he got, what did you see personally from him on the court and off the court in the locker room and things of that nature? I saw a kid that had been going through a lot the whole year, uh, mentally, emotionally, um, you know, in, inside, off, outside, off the court with his family, things back home. And uh, he doesn't necessarily discuss them with us in private, but I knew he was going through a lot. He had um, some things going on during the season. It might have, you know, come all at once during this time, but uh, you could tell Ben's the type of kid, if he's not encouraged, if he's not pushed or forced to do it, um, he's not the type to take that risk. 
You know, obviously he's a high IQ guy. People think he's low IQ, but you could tell he gets a lot of assists and puts the pace and he's, you know, gets paid to do what he does because he's so good at it. Mind you, he doesn't step outside that box because he doesn't, you know, he knows well enough, like, I'm good at this. I don't need to, to step out. Mind you, it's not like I'm encouraged to do this, so I'm kind of afraid to do this kind of thing. So um, I think they need, you know, encouragement and some type of push to do that, to not be scared to fail at trying something new. Um, he's, you know, he's just one of those guys I'm, I know what I'm good at and I, I don't need to do anything else. So, and one of the things that he's doing that he's good at isn't working as well, even though he played defense as well as he could for us and, and gave us dynamic of, of assisting the ball and finding guys and pushing the pace. We did need him to attack the rim and be more aggressive, but he felt like he was not getting his touch right. And also at the free throw line, it kind of crept on him mentally to where he wasn't able to get the rhythm he wanted. And once you kind of see a couple go out, it starts you know getting at you even more. So it started going downhill, but I think it was a plethora of things uh, that made a domino effect for him to kind of you know go into a shell. But at the same time, he still fought, he still showed up, he still played, he still worked hard. He still tried to give us his best chance for us to win with doing what he does with screening, rolling, rebounding, uh, defending. And, you know, he did it to the highest capability he could. It's just offensively, he wasn't the Ben Simmons we need him to be at the time. I think somebody who's aspiring to get into the media um, and you've seen the outfall since that game seven loss. Mm -hmm. What has been your perspective on the isolation of Ben Simmons in terms of him being pointed out as the issue for the loss? I mean, is it's it not fair, a shock. Is it, is it fair or foul? It's never fair, man. It's always foul. You never point out one person for a team losing. And the media is killing them. The people are killing them all around the world. Um, and it's not Ben Simmons who lost. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. And we all took that loss. Obviously, he's a big part of what we do. And if pieces aren't, you know, operating the way they normally operate, obviously, people are going to point at it and they're going to try to exploit it. But it's definitely foul to, to point out one person and give them all the blame of why we lost is many things, many mistakes we made throughout that series, about that season, that where we took losses during regular season and in the playoffs, that we could have won games and closed out series and it had nothing to do with Ben Simmons uh, of not playing his offense. Because I think we still could have won the series with him not being his normal self regardless. So yeah, def definitely think it's foul in every way, shape or form to try to attack one person. Things gonna be tough for him. If he is to stay here, you know, the Philly fans are, are show tough love um, so if he were to come back next year, I know we have to come back with a chip on the shoulder and something to prove and to, to win and earn their trust back uh, to, to, to support them. So um, it's going to be very uh, interesting offseason to see what they do, what kind of moves they make. Um, but, you know, I, I really love to see him come back and actually turn it around for this organization and for himself. So I think uh, Doc Rivers said recently uh, that the plan for Ben was to work on his free throw shooting. What will you tell Ben going into the summer because again, this is, and this is what I loved about your season. The story is never told after one year. The story keeps, there's, a, there's more chapters than one. For sure. And a lot of it's all mental for him. And you could bounce back from him. Same thing I was talking to Matisse about. Matisse is my guy. I see him as like my protege. And I think he could be really good. The guy has a lot of potential, but I'll tell Ben the same. You know, they're probably gonna get a shooting coach and work on him and be patient, but it's just a process, a process. Obviously they trust the process here, but you gotta, you know, really put your, your, your commitment and work into it. And mentally, the more you put the work in, the more mentally comfortable you, you get with it, the, the more um, you're able to step up and be confident in it and kind of be arrogant in that sense. So um, when it comes down to game time, he's not uncomfortable taking shots or shooting free throws. Uh, same with Matisse, you know, he's not thinking about cutting us or, you know, driving the ball. He's thinking about, I'm catching space and make sure I knock this down. So 
Um, you know, just reiterate to them it's a mental game. Continue to build on yourself. Continue working your game. Continue working your mental game because that's the biggest part. And even for me, sitting in the bubble, the hardest thing was guys from mentally and emotionally to stay locked in and to feel comfortable and find themselves. And, you know, it took a toll on me. But once I got out and able to recycle, reset, and actually, you know, work with Lethal, work with some of the coaches and get a, you know, a breath of fresh air in a different organization, I was able to refine myself and mentally stay confident, be locked in and be able to shoot the way I know I'm capable of shooting. So you, you just said it. So now I have to ask it. You ended up going to a new organization. Do you think Ben Simmons is on the Philadelphia 76ers next year? I have no idea, man. I, I sure hope so. And I hope he turns it around to where I said he's back to Ben Simmons and leading his organization to where they should be. Back with more Inside the Green Room, Danny Green, Harrison Sanford. Danny, I don't know, is this the first season that you've played where you were healthier, where you weren't able to be on the court? Like, obviously, if you were in the rotation? Yeah, I think, well, playoffs, postseason, yes. It's the first postseason I've been able, I have not been able to be on the court. There have been some seasons where I have injuries, had injuries. It was during the regular season. They weren't major injuries, um, but yeah, not many times. I've been usually healthy for most of my career, knock on wood. Things have been great. Um, unfortunately, this one was different. And I think that was due to, you know, a quick turnaround, so many games, not as much rest during the regular season, but so many factors. But, you know, you can never predict how that's going to happen. But I was really planning on getting back, you know, the next series if we were to move on to the next round. We looked at the calendar. There was a chance you might have made it for game one or game two, especially because the series went to seven games. I, mean, I can't, you know, you and I talked about this. I was kind of hesitant for, to see you on the court uh, just because you and I were both, obviously, you were in Toronto. I was there in Toronto. When mm -hmm. KD left the Warriors, where he took some time off from the Warriors, it was for a calf strain. And he came back that game five and tore his Achilles. Um, did that go through your mind? Because I, I know you, if you were, if they had made it, you would have played. I know you would have. But did that thought go through your mind, having been on the court for that moment? All those thoughts went through my mind. I was I seen James Harden recently going through his hamstring and other guys re-aggravating certain things. So, yeah, but I know my body's different. I'm usually, I usually heal pretty well, usually pretty quickly and pretty durable. Knock on wood, things have been good for me. Um, so, yeah, I was definitely in a rush, going to take my time. But the way I was healing, I've been doing rehab still since it's ended. And it's been feeling better. It's been feeling good. And they said it was listed as a grade two, but it was really a grade one because I had two grade ones, basically. So two grade ones, which can heal in a week and a half, two weeks. Um, but they had it listed as a grade two because it's two strains in two different parts of the muscle only reason why they listed as a grade two but grade ones can heal pretty quickly um even though i said i was gonna take a day at a time and i was obviously being cautious of my health and not trying to re-aggravate and not having a season injury or, or injury where it cost me my whole summer in free agency but you know me as a competitor i want to be out there i want to be with my guys i want to fight and i thought we had a good fighting chance to make something special happen so um, i was gonna try to get back as soon as possible and realistically i would say Game one would have been pushing it, but I could have been back game two or three for sure, I think, next series, if we would have won. Yeah, I know you were eager to play because as I was sitting in Wells Fargo Center, you couldn't sit down. Nah, I'm in the refs here. I'm coaching, man. I'm trying to do as much as I can. Keep the ship afloat, man. Just to help us tell my guys, get me through this round and I'll be back for you. But it was tough. And, I, you know, maybe I was, that me telling them that made them look ahead and skip some steps. But 
Um, you know, it, it was a hard fought battle for them. Those guys fought, a lot of guys were playing different rotation minutes. The chemistry was off a little bit. And it's crazy to see, not saying I would scored a bunch of points, but defensively, I think I definitely would have helped. And it's crazy to see, no matter who is missing, any piece that's missing changes the whole dynamic of a, of a team. Whether the superstar, role player, bench player, you miss that person, it changes the whole dynamic, the whole chemistry of a rotation and a system. So it's hard and not gonna make any excuses because they weren't 100% healthy either. A lot of teams have been under, uh, say injuries or COVID. A lot of teams have been down. So, um, you know, it happens and we weren't the only team to go through that. With more inside the green room, about to sign off for the season. Danny Green, Harrison Sanford. Danny, I must say, I am a little upset. Uh, and as we talked about this earlier in the show, thought the series could have ended faster and it would have worked out perfectly for Harry, our mutual friend's wedding. Uh, that was this past, it was Sunday, the game seven. It did not work out that way. So I went from being the best man at Harry's wedding all the way driving to Philly. Only, unfortunately, to see you guys lose. Uh, I know you're planning your wedding yourself, but I really was really hoping that I didn't come down after that wedding for a loss. You're not alone, man. Um, I think a lot of us were disappointed. Um, still in shock, uh, still settling in. But big shout out to Harry and Karina. Congratulations. That's amazing. It's huge, man. Sorry that you had to leave the wedding early. Nobody wants to leave the wedding early. I have mine coming up soon this summer. Hopefully you enjoy that one. Hopefully you don't have to leave early. But um, substantively wanting to go to work, you know, and, and also go to work to where, you know, it's a disappointment. But, you know, it was long hell of a season, but it came to an end abruptly. Nobody expected it. And I think a lot of us were disappointed. And I think it's more frustrating for you and I being on the sidelines, uh, knowing things could be different. Um, had be, We had different issues, different situations, different scenarios of health, injuries, and chemistry. So, um yeah, man. But I hope you enjoyed the wedding for the time that you were there. Big shout out again to Harry and Karina. Um, I heard it was a beautiful wedding. Uh, and hopefully, you know, I can make the next celebration you guys have. Yeah. So with that being said, I want to talk about what you're doing for this summer, which is you know your wedding and obviously free agency. So looking forward to uh, dancing on that dance floor that you guys are going to have in Houston. Hopefully I don't sweat as much as I did for Harry's and Karina's. Um, but let's talk about your free agency real quick before we get out of here. Mm -hmm. um, th there's obviously a multitude of factors that you have to factor in here with your age and your birthday about to pass or just passing rather yet. What are, if you could tell the fans what you're looking forward to in free agency in terms of things that you want to prioritize for the next team that you're on. And that obviously could still be the 76ers. Oh, for sure, man. I had a great time here. Unbelievable uh, group organization from front office to the team, uh, the players. It was amazing. You know, I had a great experience. Even though we came up short, I feel like we had a, a golden opportunity to do something special. Had I been healthier, we don't know this conversation be, might be happening differently. But um, when it comes to free agents, I think everybody kind of looks for the same thing. Um, and I may be wrong, but as I'm older, I only have but so many good years left. I think everybody wants to be, you want to get all of the things you want in one if you can. You want to maximize on the best city you can be in with the best team that's a contender and maximizing the dollar as well. So that was my goal last offseason and or last free agency and the same this free agency. So I want to be able to play for a contender or team that's in position to win. 
Um, obviously, being a nice city is secondary. Uh, I want to be something where I can fit the system. Uh, I think, you know, when we look at tax purposes, that's another thing, but that, that's also, you know, third dairy, I wouldn't say secondary, but third dairy. But, um, you know, you want to be able to have fun and enjoy your last good years that you have of playing in a, a organization or a system to where you can thrive and also be effective, but help a team win that as a chance to win. So I think you mentioned this in your uh, end of season press conference. You think you, you think you got about four more years in you, huh? I mean, the, the way my body felt this year was good, man. Um, you know, I, I want to say at least two to three for sure. But I think the way that I've had a good group around me, um, body-wise, people-wise, of medical staff to be able to keep me fresh, I think I get good, a good solid four more in. Um, I'm not saying I'll be Vince and play 22 years. But four for me is about 15, 16 years from now, 16 years in for me. And then who knows from there. But I think I got, you know, a good solid couple more years in of, of health with this body. That's great. I mean, if I remember correctly, I don't think you were that optimistic or wanting to play that long after you finished last year with the Lakers. I think that's a testament to uh, the training that you put your body through, the health staff uh, here with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, and with that being said, we have to give a full thank you to the city of Philadelphia and to NBC Sports Philadelphia uh, for being our home for the podcast uh, for, this, for this year, especially after the trading deadline. Uh, it did not end how we're used to doing it, so I'm hoping things turn back around. Uh, I'll say, maybe, I, I, obviously, you know, you're not one of the star players on the team, but maybe if you were on the court, things would have been different. So technically, maybe the streak isn't over because you weren't playing. Maybe the streak is still kind of somewhat on. Just, just on hold. I guess I, that's fair enough. I could say that. We put the streak on hold, uh, but we were 2-0. Oh. Um, it would have been nice to go 3-0 oh right now. We're two and oh and one. I guess we'll put it in the one category of you know a delay or a tie or whatever. But um, it might have been different than had I been playing. But um, hopefully, we keep the streak going next year. But uh, yeah, man, it was just tough to watch, tough to to see it go down the way it did. But you know, it happens. It's a part of life, and it's the first. I try to look at things optimistically and uh, you know in a good way and take a positive things. A lesson learned for a lot of those young guys. And, you know, I finally get a chance to rest my body a little bit and have a full off season where I get a chance to plan for a wedding, uh, finish building a house, uh, you know, go to other people's weddings and bachelor parties and those types of things. Other my friends are getting married. Everybody, you know, we're getting older now. Everybody's having kids and getting married. So I'm able to be a part of that now and be see my family a little bit more and uh, celebrate certain times with them and, you know, my close ones uh, with having a full off season, which said it gives it a curse but you know i'm gonna enjoy it as much as i can so hopefully get rest and reset back to before next season starts once again thank you guys everybody at nbc sports philadelphia thank you to all the fans who have been watching throughout the entirety of the year and we'll be back next season hopefully in philadelphia but i guess time will tell that's danny green i'm harrison stanford inside the green Room.